98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up to the claw. On this Wednesday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. We are live from the Auction Community Studios. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? Oh, there you go. Look at that. You're fired up. And you know why? You know why you're fired up? Because four years from right now, you're going to retire. Oh, that's a long time, though. It's still got some, <laughs> I still have some time to go. Four years from now, well, you're going to retire. We all got a lesson, an abject lesson today in what Gambo does and does not want for his retirement, even though it's, and if you think it's ridiculous to think about something that's still four years away, bear time with goes us. Fast. I'm, I'm going to, like, People are now signing contracts that I'm. You will not be I on the air to see the end of. Tyler's contract ends and Booker's contract ends, and I'm I'm actually going to be signing my last contract with the station coming up here in the next couple of weeks. That'll be my final one, um, and I've been doing this since '97. This will, that will be my final contract, and then I'll be done. But I actually look at pl- athletes coming in and like, oh, he's going out long, he's going out long, and then I know that you know. But I, I still I still got time. I still well, got a lot of shows left. He um, so what Gambo did earlier today was make it very, very clear that when he does retire, even though it's still four years down the road, and he still has many, many shows to go before he retires. What Gambo does not want from anybody, anything, or anyone, he does not want a, give me a jersey. framed jersey with the name no. Gambo on the no, back I'm, and the number 987. No. I don't want it. He does not want that. No. He, he made I'm it, throwing him away. He made it very clear. Just don't give me it. Uh, <laughs> we've, hey, we've, I, was, a- I was walking by our boss's office and he just came to us from Atlanta several months ago and, and I, I think he started finally get his stuff out of storage. He's got a bunch of jerseys in there, like a Hawks jersey. He's acting like he and, played for and the And a Falcons jersey. Yeah, and I guess when he left Atlanta, he got all of these really cool jerseys from all the teams in I town. I throw them away. I mentioned this during show prep, and Gamble's like, yeah, I don't want jerseys. Don't give me a jersey. I want a gift card to American Airlines. Yeah. I don't want a jersey. British Airways, American Airlines. I just, airline airline gift cards. So, that's it. I, I just, so, so take something down. to do with travel. <laughs> don't, give me a, don't give me a jersey with my name on it. Take note. I'm not hanging it on the wall. I'm throwing it away. Derek Hall, take note. Uh, Jason Rowley, take note. Yes. Mark Dalton, take note. Rich Nairn, take note. All you all you big wigs working high up with the local teams. Doug Tamaro, take note. Mm. Four years from now, no jerseys. No jerseys. Gift cards only, Just please. No hot the <laughs> ASU Gambo 987 jersey I'm never, that I'm, I'm never going to hang now, on a wall. Man. You what, Eric? What? I'm canceling the order. I, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you got to get those things oh, early, yeah. Gambo. That's what, like, come on. Like, really? Just give cards. Man, I American guess. Airlines, British Airways, Alaska I, I Airlines. Got, just a gift card. I got to call Mikey oh, from God. Hall of Fame Collectibles back and tell yeah. to cancel the order. Uncle Mikey, oh, Hall of Fame Collectibles. Sorry, Mikey. Oh, Mikey. I love that guy. Yeah, I do, too. But oh, I'm just I gonna, love that guy. I, I'm about to cancel a big old whopping order on that. That guy, the poor yeah. guy, he's not going to he's not going to be able to retire because I had to cancel the order that I put in for you four years from now. Poor guy. Mm. So gift cards only for Gambo's retirement. Maybe by the time Something he retires, travel. we'll have resolution to this Kevin Durant story. Ooh. That's what we can all hope for. Here's our top story of the day: Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. This is a development that might change things when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. Could very well change things for the Phoenix Suns. Ian Begley, he's a reporter covering the Knicks and the Nets and the NBA for SNY TV. 
Reported today in a column that he wrote for SNYTV.com, a few notes on the Nets and Kevin Durant. Durant, he writes, sees Boston as a desired landing spot per people familiar with the matter. Durant also would like to play with Boston's Marcus Smart if he is traded to the Celtics. Yeah, so don't trade Marcus Smart. Familiar with the matter. (laughs) That's basically, hey, uh, I'll come play with you, but don't trade trade Marcus Smart. Don't trade that dude. No, trade Jalen Brown. Listen, I was told by people really, really close to the situation that Jason Tatum had a FaceTime with Kevin Durant right around June 30th, right around the time that all happened. Okay, Real, real prominent NBA guy told me this, um, that they actually FaceTimed each other. So I do think Kevin Durant is interested in Boston. I just don't know that the Nets want to trade with Boston. Yeah. But listen, you got to listen. There, there comes a time, and I truly, truly believe this. There does come a time where you got to make the best. You got you got to make the best deal. Whatever the best deal is, and if it's a, if it's with a division rival, so be it. So be it. Just make the best deal for you. Jalen Brown would be a really good deal. Uh, and Sham Sharania yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, not in, independent of this report from Ian Bagley, had said, "Look, everything that's been talked about so far, Jalen." Brown is the best that the Nets could do. When you look at the best player, Connor, that's on the board, I think Jalen Brown would have to be that. I think Hell if yeah. you can go get Scotty Barnes from Toronto, no which right now Scotty Barnes is not on the table, I think you'd go do that as well. Um, but as it stands right now, Jalen Brown is probably that centerpiece of a trade that makes the most sense. Uh, but, uh, you know, Toronto, Miami, Boston, I think even Phoenix. But more than anything with 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 Jalen Brown, alright, I, I saw this story today, and you had it in your email to me, I had it in my email to you. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought of was kind of this back and forth we've had over the last couple of days since the KD ultimatum was put out there. And this back and forth is basically based off this idea, is there just one team that Durant wants to go to, or are there several teams? It has teams? to be several. And you've insisted that there traded. has to be several. It can't just be one because that's a position that the Nets just can't be in. They can't just deal with one team because they're no. going to get fleeced. They, In fairness to them, KD has to be at least fair to them and give them a list. I saw this story and that was the first thing I thought of. Is this like the precursor to multiple teams that Kevin Durant would like to go to, other teams beyond the Phoenix Suns that Kevin Durant would like to go to, and if that opens the field, well then that that becomes really tough for the Phoenix Suns, I think, because True. now other teams can do but, better than that. But let me bring something up, because okay? sure. we talked about, wow, the Suns were projected to have the most wins in the NBA, right? There was yesterday we had, a, an, there was an article, the Suns were projected to have the most wins, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's another article. A panel of experts projects the Celtics to top the NBA and wins next season. Did you see that one? I did, yes. A panel of experts project the Celtics to top the NBA and wins next season. Why an, I'm reading in the Boston paper here. Why an expert believes the Celtics had one of the best off-seasons in the NBA? So people, one, think the Celtics had one of the best off-seasons, right? Two, they got Malcolm Brogdon. Two... And who else did they get? Gallinari? They yeah. Get Gallinari? Gallinari. They got Brogdon and Gallinari. They're a better team. Two, everybody still thinks the Celtics are like the best team in the NBA. Why do you do this if you're the Celtics? Why do you do this if you're the Suns? Why do you? So if you've got a team that everybody's saying that's the best team in the league, they're going to win more games than anybody else. Oh, they had a great offseason. They got Brogdon. They got Gallinari. They had a great offseason. Why do you? Why do you go there? Why do you have to go there with a 34 year old player making that much money who's can be a pain in the ass? I mean, is there that much of a difference? Does is there that much of a difference when you get him? Uh, okay, here's the only answer that's coming to my mind right now. Yes, that was, uh, it, well, yes, you go get him, but because you got there and you found out you didn't have enough. 
Boston got to the end of the rainbow and realized it didn't have enough to get there. The Suns got to the end of the rainbow and realized it didn't have enough to win a championship. They were so they, close. They they need, so I close. know they were so close, but, but, they, but, they, got but, swept. They, but they also realized, I mean, as soon as Boston was up 2-1, that series, it felt like it was over. Golden State just put the blade down and it was done. Same thing with Milwaukee and the Suns. Suns were up 2-0. They put the blade down and they were done. Suns were done, finished. So it's almost like for both teams, they got there and they realized they're good enough to get there. They're just not good enough to finish. Yeah. Once so, they do. So this basically has nothing to do with the regular season. Oh, nothing. No. This is nothing to no. do with. This is all about when I listen. When I you, do you know buy that argument. You, I totally do. I okay. totally buy okay. that. This is all about not the, how many games you're going to win in the regular season or what panel of experts think that you're the going to top the NBA in wins or you had a great off season. You know this is about. This is solely about. When you get to the NBA playoffs and you've got to go win four series, four seven-game series, Kevin Durant get, gives you a better chance of winning than the three guys that you're going to trade for him do. Ding, ding, ding. That's it. That's it. That's it all does. this is about. Also in this article, in addition to the mention of Boston, there's also a line in here that uh, previous reports stated the Suns were at or near the top of the list of teams Durant would like to be traded to. An offseason trade to Phoenix seems unlikely due to the Aiton signing. So what happens now? This is the key line I want everyone to focus on. It's worth noting that in addition to Boston, Durant also sees Philadelphia as another desired landing spot per people familiar with the matter. Oh, man. The Sixers would almost certainly have to include Tyrese Maxey in a trade for Durant. Depending on the players and picks involved, you could see either the Celtics or the Sixers satisfying Brooklyn's wishes in a Durant trade. Now, Ooh. two things Ooh. here. Okay, wow. Number one, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, number one. Wow. I still ultimately agree with you about the Celtics. I just can't see the Nets wanting to trade Durant to a division rival like that. I just can't. You, you got fleeced by them several years ago in the KG Paul Pierce thing. You really want to deal with them again? That's number one. And number two, do you want to deal with Philly, you're going to be competing with them too. You're in the same conference. You're in the same division. Yeah, but if they have the offers are better, I know, I know, and I know. Tyrus Max, he's 21 years old. Tyrus Max is a really good player. He's 21. And, but, but I'm also focused on the part where Durant's interested in Philly. Durant's interested in Boston because I think that speaks to kind of your assertion that Durant's got to expand his list if he really wants out of there bad enough. That's he right. Can't I totally just that. want the Suns. He's no, got to expand then, his because list because then and you're going to get to holdout. Yeah. you're going to get to a holdout. So that's where I'm going to trade him. I feel like this story is potentially the beginning of or the reporting on that expansion. Like, uh-oh, more teams are joining the party, and I think more teams joining the party is bad news for the Suns. I think it's really bad news for the Suns if more teams are joining the party. Yeah. helps that they're all in the East, and I don't know if they're going to trade them in the East, but that's for another day. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, today was the last day of Cardinals training camp. We hardly knew you. Who are we going to keep our eyes on this Friday? Who's even going to play? We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Sold and Kona Brewing. Burns and Gambo on 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Actually, technically, today was the last day of Cardinals training camp, right? I mean, as we know it, at State Farm Stadium, they'll obviously continue 
preseason work, camp-like work at their headquarters in Tempe. No more public practices. No more public practices, and and yeah, so camp is in that kind of classic sense is over. First preseason game. Another one bites the year. dust. I know it doesn't. That one. There's another one that just coming if, on. Just if, like that. If it felt it went by quick, that's because mm. it went by very quick. They only last about two weeks now. I survived that. 2022 Cardinals camp. Did you get the t-shirt. It wasn't yeah. much to survive. No, yeah. Did you buy went the t-shirt? Twice. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Sat there, wasn't there with you. Yeah. Did a couple shows. Good shows. We had good yeah, guests good on. Yes. Yeah. Talked to Buddha and Isaiah Simmons. And yeah, we 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 enjoy, we always enjoy our time at camp. It just goes by very, very quickly. So Cliff Kingsbury today, um, the first preseason game of the year is now coming up on Friday. 4.30 kickoff right here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. If you're looking for starters, don't expect too many to play in this game, said Cliff today. Not a ton. I mean, we're going to play some guys who have a chance. Like Zavin will play some. Um, Gardeck will play some. Marco on defense. Offensively, yeah, not not too many guys that I think will, will crack that starting lineup. So if you're looking for starters, and if you're looking to see how starters perform in this game, don't look. Don't look. Look away. Look for just look away. Look for Zaven Collins. Look for Dennis Gardeck. Mm. Look for Marco Wilson. Those will be the three. And and how much those guys get, I don't even know. But I would I would say that if there were three starters, three guys that are projected to be starters who need to play on Friday. Marco Wilson one. Those are probably two of the three I would say. Collins two. Yep. And those Gar- two guys need to play. Gardeck, I mean, we know what Gardeck can do. We, we know do, who he is. But it's been a while since he's played. I know. You know, because of the knee injury. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. would there be would there be any other starter? A guy that we know is starting when the season rolls around against Kansas City. Is there another guy that we know is a starter who we think should start this game Friday? Can you think of another one? Byron Murphy? Who's like, oh, that guy could really use the time. I think both corners. Yeah. Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson. Okay. Need as much work as they can get. Murphy could use some work. I mean, I think so. Okay. I mean, mean, do you... I'm trying to think of who else I would choose. We like Byron Murphy, right? Yeah, we do. What is he? Is he a slot corner? Is he a number one corner? Is he a number two corner? Is he what is he? A number three corner? What right. is what is he? Is he is he worth the second contract? Is he well, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I like him. I like him, I but, like him, but I, I don't like how he faded at the end of last year. I mean I really noticed Byron Murphy a lot early in the season. Yeah. I didn't notice Byron Murphy a whole lot unless he was getting yeah. beat. Do you like him? Do you, do you want to marry him? <laughs> no, do, you, um, do you want to like contract wise? Do I want to contract wise? Do I want to marry him? I don't know yet. Mm, I need right. far more information before right. I'm gonna decide something. Need to like date that. a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got a new need a few more dates. Yeah. Maybe a little vacation, a couple trips, a couple of sleepovers. Like you need to know. <laughs> I'm not ready right now to get married. I'm just not sure. So you'd Let's, put him down in that preseason I, game number one. No, I, you're I, asking I, me. I, that's I think that's I a good put. name. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that's a good name. I'm, try, I'm trying to think who else I would pick. I'm trying to think who else who else that I know is going to start, I feel like, should play in this game. And look, I'm almost the wrong guy to ask just because I don't put a lot of value in preseason games. I put virtually no value in preseason games. If Kyler doesn't play a snap in this entire preseason, I don't care. What was your first preseason that you covered here? What year? Uh, 90. 96? Back in 95? The, so back in the 90s, we probably put somewhere like 80 to 90% stock in the preseason, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as the years go by, it's gone down to about zero. <laughs> so it's like, you know, back in the like, back when we were younger, man, we put so much stock into that, remember? I mean, I do. That was I a do. lot of, put a lot of stock into camp. And after some, after, it takes a long time. It takes you 20, it takes you 25 years of getting punched in the head to realize, you know what, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Now, for Cliff Kingsbury, there are guys who aren't starters for whom preseason matters. And he's specifically pointing to some wide 
receivers like Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella. They'll have a great opportunity depending on how it all plays out. We're hoping Tweezy, like I said, can come out of that and do something before the season starts. And we know Hop will be be out um, at least a few games. But both those guys will make plays this preseason. We know that and have a great opportunity to, to show what they can do and earn a spot on this roster. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Play that. Just play that again. Okay. This is so. This is play it again. Have a great opportunity, depending how it all plays out. We're hoping Tweezy, like I said, can come out of that and do something before the season starts. And we know Hop will be be out um, at least a few games. But both those guys will make plays this preseason. We know that, and have a great opportunity to, to show what they can do and earn a spot on this roster. So Hop will have a chance to earn a spot on that roster. I think he was talking about Dorch and Isabel. Oh, Dorch. Okay, he was talking about Dorch and Isabel. He okay. wasn't talking about DeAndre Hopkins. All right, DeAndre Hopkins. He was he was on the the trailer preview for Hard Knocks last mm. night. Oh, yeah, for the line. Yeah, we don't have to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. Both he was talking guys, about Dorch, Dorch and, Isabella. and Isabella. Yeah. Now okay. I'm, like, I'm 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 somewhat interested in that. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm somewhat interested in Dorch and Isabella. I'm interested in Dorch. I kind of feel like the Andy Isabella ship has sailed. <laughs> I kind of. I don't. I don't. Andy Isabella's given you three years now to be able to figure out what Andy Isabella is and what he can do and what role he can play. Are three preseason games really going to make a difference? Is Andy, Andy Isabella, Isabella in the NFL next year? Next, like the 2023 season? Yes, is he on a roster to start the 2023 season? Um, not after final cutdowns, no. Okay. No. I think when, when, when there's week one, 2023, I don't think Andy Isabella's on a roster. Maybe a practice squad week somewhere. Week one, but 2023, I don't think, I don't think he's, he's on a roster. Cardinals cut him, he's gone, and he goes somewhere else, and he doesn't make a team out of camp. Okay. Yeah. Now, if Andy Isabella has a fantastic preseason, then, okay, I'll be wrong. And I'll say, okay, I was wrong. Andy Isabella obviously did something different this offseason. It did something to impress them in the preseason. Man, I just feel like, by this point, they know everything there is to know about Andy Isabella and what role he can play in this offense. Everything. And three preseason games with Trace McSorley throwing to him or Colt McCoy throwing to him. I just don't know if you're going to gather more information about Isabella. I feel like the decision's kind of been made. Whereas Dorch, okay, let's show me something in these pre... Everyone's talking about you every single Everyone. practice. Let's see what Everyone. you got. Show me what you got. Speaking of which, um, Field Yates on Twitter. The Arizona Cardinals today worked out free agent corner DeAndre Baker and outside linebacker Jeremiah Adaochu. I I still believe that the, the feeling with the Cardinals that Baker is is just an average player, and that there could be better cornerbacks out there to trade for. So I've been pushing that. Now this doesn't mean that if they sign a guy, they signed a guy yesterday. Doesn't mean if they sign a guy that they're still not actively looking to trade. I still believe that they feel the best avenue to get a guy is via trade. Uh, the, they did study film on Baker. They've looked at him. I think they kind of view him as just an average guy, but it could be an upgrade over what they have. And clearly, you know, like you've said, I mean, and, and I, I agree with you, man. Throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall and see if one guy signed, they signed a cornerback yesterday. Maybe they'll sign one of these guys today. You know what? Sign a guy tomorrow, too, for sure. going to say. No, trade for a guy if you want. Sign yeah. a guy if you want. You need quantity at this point. You ain't going to find quality. Right. Find quantity. You need quantity at the position. And maybe position. out of quantity, 
maybe something happens where you find a halfway decent guy. Yep. Maybe comes out. Somebody comes out of it. Maybe somebody emerges out of all of it. We'll see. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, ASU. We all know the situation going into the regular season for them. Just how hot is the seat that Herm Edwards is sitting on? Apparently, it's scorching thanks to one national writer's blowtorch that he took to Herm in the program today. I'll tell you about it next on the Burns and Gambo show. The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. This is why we have great producers here on the Burns and Gambo show, whether it's Mitch or whether it's Eric, because yesterday at some point during the four hours we were on the air, we came up with a really cool poll question for today <laughs> and neither one of us could remember it. Me and you. What we're was like, that poll question? We had a great poll God, question for tomorrow. It? What was it? And both uh, Mitch and Eric are like, yeah, it yeah, was it about was... Kyler and his preseason. I'm like, I'm oh, like, yeah. So now like, that is a poll question. <laughs> I'm like, it's got to be an age thing, right? Like, me and you don't well, remember it. You know what? No, and no, they no. do. Uh, no, no, no. I, Eric and Mitch came to our defense. And in our defense. And we talk for four hours every day. You think we're going to remember everything that we say all four hours? I don't remember everything I said yesterday. But it's just a, like, we can't remember the poll question? Well, we, hey, we came up with a good poll question. It's, it's just, and we can't remember it a day later? It's just another thing that we said. I don't think it means You said it early in the show, yeah. too. I think it was in the two o'clock I, hour. I don't remember every single word I said yesterday. I'm the master of coming up with great ideas, and none of them have come to fruition, because I don't remember any of those great ideas the day later. So i got to write them down. Do you, ever get, you ever have this happen to you where you get an idea, like when you're laying in bed? And you're like, I'm not going to get up and write it down because I just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm laying in bed. And then you think, I'll remember it when I wake up tomorrow morning. No way. And then you wake up and you're like, God, what was that idea I had? It was so good. And like, I should have got out of bed and I should have wrote it down. This happens to me all the time. All the time. I get in bed and I, I an idea comes to my head about something we should talk about on the show or something we should do. And, and I just, I think that I'll remember when I wake up. Because I'm awake, I'm wide awake, I'm, I'm okay, I'll remember this, I'll remember this. I'll, I go to sleep, I wake up, I'm like, I had this idea last night that I thought would be really good. Can't for the life of me remember what it, what, what it was. Notepad by your bed. Can't or do it, it in your phone. Remember, put it in your notes app Pick up your phone. phone and just open up your voice memos and leave yourself a voice memo. Hey, okay, me- I've never self. left myself a voice memo. I don't know how to do it. And I didn't even know that there's a notepad on my phone. You don't know there's a notes app on your phone? No, where? Show me where. Show oh, me where I, there's a notes. I, 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 well, I will come in, in in the next break and I'll show you the notes. I don't have a note. I don't give, have a notepad on give, my phone give, like you guys. Give me yeah, you do. Give, give me I your phone. swear, oh, I don't have one. Uh, Eric, okay. go ahead and do the uh, poll question. Well, let's get to this uh, banger of a poll question while we've got it. Will Kyler Murray take at least one, yes, the number one snap during the three-week preseason? Easy yes or no question. In the time it took you to read the question, I found Gambo's notes up. <laughs> right there. There you go. Write yourself a note. He's in awe. I'm an idea man. <laughs> Disbelief. Write yourself a note. It has notes in it already. <laughs> but that's these are on my iPad. These are from my iPad. But you okay, can do it on my your phone. iPad and your iPhone. Your iPad. Okay, I think one of us is old on the show here. Uh, your iPad and your phone are linked. It's kind of this cool thing where they're like, they talk to each other and they share stuff and they, you know, they're like basically the same device kind of thing, you know? He is legitimately in disbelief right now. Wow. All right. I'm just trying to figure out how you found this thing. (laughs) I'll show you during the break. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? You're right. One of us is old on this show. You're absolutely right. And not because we couldn't remember what the poll question was yesterday. Because you couldn't find the notes app on Do you remember phone. what the poll question is now? No, seriously. Yeah. If, now, if I couldn't remember yeah. the poll question now, then I am getting old. But I remember it very well. Okay, so Kyler preseason snap. It's time to turn it over to a new generation. What are my, what are my options Man. here, Eric? What do I got? It's a yes or no. Is he going to take one snap during the preseason? <laughs> no. We have to keep it simple for you guys or you won't remember all the options. Don't lump me in with this guy. I know how to find notes on my phone. Don't. don't, don't it's don't, a low bar, don't, Burns. Don't paint with a broad brush over there. I know what I'm doing. No, he's not going to take a single snap this preseason. No, he's not going to take a single one. snap. Not one. He won't I say take no. one. I say zero. All right, well, 64% in Gambo. You can check this on Twitter, which is also on your phone. 64.1% say no. They agree with you guys. 35.9%. They say yes. I can't wait to show them how I found notes. I don't know how you found You know, it's a search I'm bar like, I'm looking phone. right now. I'm looking. I don't see. Okay. Give me your phone. Watch tips wallet. Give me your phone. I can't. I can't sip. Okay. I can't find so, it. I swear. So I you get to you get to your main page of your phone, right? Main page. Okay. Uh-huh. Swipe right. Okay. Up there in the search bar, type in notes. N O T E S. A lot of people would have swiped wide from right for me if I was single. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody laugh. Nobody is allowed to laugh at that. Because it's not no, funny. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nobody's allowed we, to laugh. We, no. If you're listening to this show, you're not allowed to laugh. If you're sitting in this room, you're not allowed to laugh. Yeah, I'm doing That's it's not my right. There's nothing about that that is funny. <laughs> nothing. If you're listening to this show right now, oh. no laughing aloud. All oh. you're doing is feeding this man's ego. Okay. And then notes right there at the top. Okay, there it is. Swipe right. Just, just go to your main page. Main page. Swipe right. Okay, main page. And then type in the search Swipe bar right. notes. And you'll find your notes app. Can I move on now? Are you done? <laughs> I need to know you're done. Wow. I know. I know. The things you learn. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Now I'll never forget an idea that I come up with at 11 o'clock at night when I'm saying it, sitting in bed. Glad we saw Now that. I can just grab, reach over and grab my phone instead of getting up and having to write it down. Let's uh, let's read um, what Pete Thamel wrote today about ASU football. Hold on. You got a blowtorch with you? <laughs> Seriously. Anybody got a blowtorch? Anybody, anybody got a machete? Anybody got like a... Hold like, on. Get the fire extinguisher because when he starts reading this... Seriously, it's like that, like that bat that that kid uses yeah. in Stranger Things that has the barbed wire wrapped oh. around. Around the end of it, it's like he, it's like he took one of those to to ASU. Um, in the, he writes, um, okay, there's a lot of blah 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 here. Um, Talking about Michael Crow, uh, his refusal so far to fire Edwards amid a significant NCAA probe, both baffling and hypocritical, as the program has spiraled into the laughing stock of the Pac-12. I wouldn't fire him either. ASU had a has a bad roster, mm-hmm. an underwhelming staff, yep. and the Pac-12's worst recruiting class in 2023. Yep, all that in a milk toast 25 and 18 record under Edwards. Uh, the only people who don't see this ending poorly are in the presidents and AD chair. In no, it's going to end poorly. But like you, come on! I wouldn't fire Herm Edwards. You know why I wouldn't fire? I wouldn't fire Herm Edwards right now because the investigation is not over. Yeah. Who are you going to hire? That was made very clear yesterday by Crow, by the way. Right. I mean, they're still interviewing people. Who are you hiring? Hey, so you fire Herm Edwards last year, and then you say, "Hey, we're, we're looking for a coach." Who's coming? Yeah. Who's coming? 
You can't like listen, and I and I and I say this all the time. ASU will end up being fine. They'll end up being fine. They'll end up hiring a good coach, a decent coach, and they'll go back to winning seven games every year like they always do. That's that's ASU. So they're not going to be like, this is not going to be, oh my God, this is a death sentence for ASU. But everybody that says that they should fire Herm Edwards, who the hell do you think you're going to get with this investigation not over yet? Hey, who? Hey, I, you want to come to ASU? Hell no. You're having terrible recruiting classes. You're... You're you're, you're going to get punished by the NCAA. You're going to have some kind of loss of scholarship. Let Herm and his staff take the brunt of that, yeah. and then go hire somebody. It's it makes no sense to fire Herm and go hire a coach who doesn't know what the investigation is going to end up being. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I mean, in fact, it, it, what I'm nervous I'll put that about in my notes, so I remember that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> in fact, not only are you right, you bringing that up makes me think about the story that we saw yesterday from Doug Haller. Doug Haller yesterday covered ASU for a long time. Yeah. On The Athletic. That's a great job. He wrote that he got a quote from Michael Crow in which Crow said, I don't even know if they've interviewed our coaches yet, if they're done interviewing our staffers yet. This investigation's going on 14 months now. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder, are we going to have resolution to this by the end of the season? And if we don't, then what do you do? If we get to the end of the season and you the go, NCAA... You go, you go interim coach. But up, like you, you fire Herm and you hire somebody from within to be the interim... You can't hire a new coach until this is resolved. My but, opinion. But, but you got to wait till it's resolved. But, well, then why couldn't you just get an interim coach now? If that solution is available at the end of the season, why couldn't you just do that Because now? your offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator both left. Okay, so who do you give the job to at the end of the season? One of your coordinators that's here. <laughs> okay, that's that well, your last year. Your offensive coordinator left. Your well, defensive coordinator so, so left. So that's an okay solution then. You but didn't, it's you not didn't have now? a guy this year. You didn't have a guy. You didn't have a guy. Like everybody left. All the coaches left. They had to like sent three guys got well, disciplined, and then the, the Pierce left, and the, the new OC left. Like you didn't have anybody but, but to hand you, it over. You eventually to. replaced those guys. You replaced those guys at the beginning of the summer. I mean, they've had an offensive wanted, coordinator, and a defensive in, coordinator you, at a few months. Did they not? Am you I wrong? Went to the kids on the team to have to have somebody that that can at least give them a chance. They didn't have that guy. You wouldn't have been usually head coach. Offensive, defensive coordinators, and then other coaches. So if you get rid of Herm, no OC, no DC, because they're both gone. So you, you, like, I don't think you'd be giving the kids a fair shot. But would you be giving them a fair shot if you promote one of those guys as the interim head coach at the end of the season? With because only because now they have a year of experience they have and they, one they know the under offense, their so they know the Sure, yeah, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I mean, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, because it seems to me that if this thing's not resolved by the end of the season, and if the argument is you can't let Herm go because no one's going to want the job, you might have to keep Herm on until until oh, no, you that, do know Herm's going to leave if you don't fire. Herm Herb's going to leave on his own. I don't think Herm goes. But I would, I would bet a car payment, maybe even a house payment. Herm doesn't last beyond this year. But man, you need this investigation over so you can absolutely at least go so you can to move the, on. You gotta so move you can on. at least say whoever's you're interviewing. Listen, it's a we're going to lose this many scholarships, and we have a bowl ban for two years. And that way, at least you know what you're dealing with if you're going to come take this job. It was a banner introduction to the home crowd for Tommy Henry last night, and boy, did he pay for it after the game with the stuff he had to get out of his hair. Uh, that's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Here's the pitch. Curveball flying towards right, sinking quickly. But there is Varsho to make the catch. And the Diamondbacks hang on and win it. 
final score, 6-4. to four. A Dicey at the end with that three-run eighth inning by the Pirates to get within two. Mark Melanson getting the save. We'll talk about that You can't stop moment. Mark Melanson You really right can't. Now. He was clearly inspired yeah. by um, the motion, by what's gone on the last couple of days. Um, because he, he, that's some way to put some way to last night. Fear. I think that's the, that we got to stop. More fear. More fear? More fear. Yeah. Stop taking guys' jobs Gonna away from them. lose your job unless yeah. you do this. Yeah, we'll, right. t- we'll talk about him in a minute because he's not the story from last night. We've got to talk about Tommy Henry. Oh, I love this kid. Seven innings, four hits, one run, two walks, three strikeouts. Uh, he was great. He was he, terrific he, last he, night. He, he was great. And this is what gets you excited because you've talked a lot about how all of the players that they have are position players. Most of the ones to get like really excited about are yeah, position Thomas players, right? And Corbin Carroll, Lawler, of and, and Jordan and Lawler, Drew Jones, and, and the Drew guy Jones that just drafted. drafted. Yeah. But Tommy Henry's been a guy that he was a second round pick. They're really high on him. They're yep. really high on him. He was the next guy that was going that they're going to come up, and they could still bring up others. I think you know Jameson could come up, and as one other guy. So I do. Think I think there's going to be at least two other pitchers that they call up. But, you know, Henry, you know, first outing against Cleveland was okay. He just gave up that one big three-run homer last night. And I know it's against the Pirates, right? And, and I know Willie Stargell's not walking through that door, and neither is Roberto Clemente or Dave Parker. I get it. And, and the Pirates are terrible. But he was he was electric last night. I mean, he was really, really good. I mean, all of, it seemed like every time that they got a runner on base, it was with two outs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, he did a really good job. And I think only one guy got in scoring position. He was great. You know, the bullpen, that was a Davinsky gave up the runs, and then Melanson had to come on and get the save. But that's a really good sign for Tori Lovello, Mike Hayes, and, and and that crew that Tommy Henry like has that in him because I think he can he could be one of your guys because think about the guys that they've tried the guys that they've given these opportunities to including Corbin Martin for good Luke Weaver Corbin Martin and Tyler the list goes on on and on uh, Humberto right. Castellanos mm-hmm. yep. man they've been searching for a guy that could be a fixture in the rotation and and everybody's failed let's just call it like it is almost everybody's failed he's got a shot to stick he really does. Uh, the post-game celebration was apparently legendary. My eyes stink. So I, I don't know. I, I closed my eyes. I braced for impact. Um, but it was pretty cool being part of, you know, a tradition like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I had a, I, I don't know how my hair looks. I've had a battle trying to get, I think it's a combination of, like, shaving cream and oat milk or something. <laughs> that clumped up. Um, so, yeah, not in my best form right now. Now, but uh, it's all worth it. It was a lot of fun. Jake McCarthy, quote, I think the better question is, what didn't we pour? You talk about a collective effort. Everything from the kitchen, everything from the bathroom. He should shower a few times today. <laughs> close quote. That's what they poured on him in the clubhouse. Uh, he, the seven innings pitch, four hits, one run, two walks, three strikeouts. Uh, gets his first win. He was, I mean, he was great. I mean, he was just really dynamic yeah. against the Pirates. Had him off balance the entire Time, bunch of ground ball outs, just a really good outing by and, him. And, and there's, I mean, there's a couple things, a couple caveats with this, and, and yeah. not trying to you know diminish what the young man did last night, all right? Because the, the the family was there, and I saw the video of him walking through the, yeah, the, the tunnel, hallway outside right, the, the clubhouse, right, yeah. and his family there, and the hugs and everything. It was great. So that's so much fun to watch. Number one, it was the Pirates, and and they're one of the worst hitting teams. You mentioned that in D-backs on deck a couple yeah. of days ago, twenty eighth, I think. Yeah, and then and then number two, you know, now begins kind of 
that that battle of okay, the league is seeing you now, right? You're, you've there's video of you out there, and what does he do? What does he like to do? How does he attack? And there's going to be an adjustment. There's going to be a counter adjustment. This is the game within the game when it comes to this for a young guy like Tommy Henry to ultimately adjust to the adjustments that are made to him because there there will be adjustments that are made to him. But believe me, I'd rather have him make a home debut like this, you know, to give them something to adjust to because he was terrific last night. Melanson, I don't know what to make about that. I, I mean, he was he was the guy. I don't know if they were trying to avoid Ian Kennedy last night again. He 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 pitched on Tuesday. He pitched on right. Did he pitch on Tuesday? I'm trying to remember. Kennedy. So it was Kennedy's well, Friday. He pitched on Kennedy Monday, Friday. Kennedy Saturday, Melanson Sunday, Sunday, Kennedy Monday, Kennedy Monday, and last night was Tuesday. And he didn't pitch. Yes. So I don't know if they were trying to avoid Ian Kennedy or if this truly is a closer by committee job. And depending <laughs> on the matchup, they're going to go with the guy. It was a relatively quiet ninth inning you for have, Mark Melanson. You have to win baseball games. They've won three in a row now. You have to win. You have to. And the reason you have to win, everybody said, "Why? What does it matter? Why does it matter? They win. Who cares if they they're, they're out of it? Who cares? Oh, it matters. What matters is is trying to. Move, push past the culture of losing. Mm-hmm. Push past, I mean, that's such a bad year last year. No, it's not fun going to the ballpark and losing baseball games. It's not fun when, uh, you know, fans pay good money to watch you get beat all the time. No, you want to, you want to get past that losing culture and win as many games as you can so that way you can turn the corner. Like the year in the bubble with the Phoenix Suns. Of course. You know, that was what, what started. You, you got to start somewhere and this could be a start for the d And along those lines, okay, they've won, this is all modest, all right? But they've won three straight. They've won five of their last seven. The National League West standings since the All-Star break, they have the second best record. Dodgers are 16 and 3. Okay. The Diamondbacks are 10 and 7 since the All-Star break. Better than the Padres who are 10 and 9, better than the Rockies who are 6 and 13, better than the rapidly fading was, San Francisco Giants who are 6 and 13. Too bad. What was that year where they they had it was like with with a strike or something. That they, they had a first half of the season winner and a second half of the season winner and then they went to the playoffs. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? That wasn't was. That, that was back in the that was one of the strikes in the 80s. That was one I of the strikes right. yeah. where they actually I think that split was it up 80s. into yeah. two seasons and had like a first half winner and a second half winner. And of course, we can't talk about the Diamondbacks without talking about Rodolfo Castro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dude, oh seriously. my goodness. Take the phone out of the pocket before the at bat. These young guys, come on. Seriously, I know. You, you young kids, you for young real. kids in your phones. Uh, I mean, for goodness sake, can't, can't you go two minutes without having that thing around you? Not if I'm at a major league at bat. What if I get a text? Time to check my social media online. <laughs> what's he, seriously, what's he going to do? Tweet from second base? Maybe it's like modern day Astros uh, banging on the trash can. <laughs> if you get one vibration, then it's going to be a fastball. If you get two, it's going to be a slider. Hey, wow. I mean, that. yeah, I mean. It does seem a little shady. You know what no, is funny? I, think, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I don't it that think way. you I don't think that that happens. How else are the Pirates going to win games, guys? Yeah, it's really helping the Pirates so far. Man, they're having a bang up year there with all this cheating technology <laughs> they're using. No, but I, I had I just thought it was kind of a cute story. Yeah. Oh, he forgot to take his cell phone out of his pocket. It slid it slides out of the back pocket. And the umpires look, that's the best part of the whole thing. It's points like, to the uh, ground. Dude, your phone's I, uh, on the, your phone's yeah, on the ground, yeah. right? Hey, there. your mom's um, calling you. <laughs> so I was going to say no wonder he got so many airdrops in the 7th inning. On. That's right, exactly. Exactly. Dude, your phone! What would make you put your phone in your pocket? You for, you left it there, you forgot. 
it's the same reason it's the same reason why it's the same reason why my son years ago going through security at the airport had his favorite pocket knife taken away from him because he just forgot he had left it in his okay, bag. Okay, listen, okay, I get that. But here's the thing. You go you show up in the ballpark, you don't you don't you're not wearing your baseball pants. You're not oh, wearing know, your but, uniform. But, but when you're you get there, to the ballpark, you're wearing jeans or shorts, you got your okay, cell phone, but you got a locker, you put everything in the locker, you get changed. Who gets changed and then puts their phone in their pocket? You're, you're out there taking BP, you put your phone in your pocket when you're taking BP because maybe you're checking your phone between you're not between swings, but when it's not your turn, you like whip out your phone and you're taking a look at Twitter or whatever, and you put it in your back pocket and you just forget about it. Like, oh yeah, whoops, my phone's back there. Now you would think you would have noticed it sometime before then, but I, I, I don't know, it's funny. Unless, you know, being a young guy just recently called up and everything, right? I mean, maybe it was like, I want to take some pictures, I want to take some video, I want to, I don't know. It was, it was a crazy, it was a, there was two great stories yesterday. I mean, it was the Little League kid going to give everybody the hug. Yeah. Which all my friends are pissed about. They're like, I would I would never do that. That kid, that, that you should never do that. And then you had this story with the cell phone. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, Kevin Durant's ultimatum, it is polarizing. Has he gone too far or has he not gone far enough? That's coming up. Burns and Gambo.